This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Real Reactions slash Expert Members preview show where we look ahead to the next Arsenal game. I'm going to be joined by a couple, as I say, of our members to talk about the game, talk about rotation, lineups, predictions, and maybe if VAR can get his head screwed on a little bit. I'm joined today by Kian. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Not bad, man. You? Who are you going on? Yes, not too shabby, mate. Not too shabby at all. And I'm also joined by Rahil. How you doing, mate? Are you well? I'm good, Tom. How are you guys doing? And thanks for having me again. No problem at all. Absolute pleasure, as always. And yeah, all good. All good, mate. I mean, I got my... Uh, I don't know if you have Costa where you guys are, but uh, fruit cooler in, in, the, in hand. So buzzing with that. Um, cooling me down on what was actually a quite a warm day for the UK in the context of what we've experienced recently. Um, we went for a walk uh, with the other half and it was, yeah, it was nice. T-shirt weather almost. So... Uh, <laughs> Very much appreciative of the change in weather. Hopefully, signalling a change in Arsenal's Premier League form uh, would be nice. We're going into the game on Sunday after, obviously, we came through that ridiculously tense end to the game against Benfica, in which we did come through. Um, my first question, Rahil, is going to be basically, do you feel kind of mentality-wise that boost and that win against Benfica is going to help us in this game on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I mean, it should because, uh, I mean, we, we did a complete Arsenal, right? Making things extremely difficult. Um, mm. Yeah, so, like, the players fought back. And, you know, honestly, when um, when we, when Danny Sabayos did what Danny Sabayos did and I saw William c- coming on, I, I, I was too angry. I just left my laptop. I said, let me go play a little bit of Call of Duty, remove my anger there. <laughs> and I wasn't connecting and then I said let me just check the score and I said 2-2 two, two. I'm like should I really waste my time and get that hope again but I went back I watched the game and you know there was a bit of fight and which was great to see and the fact that Leicester lost and they might be a little bit um, downbeat and they don't have Madison who is mm. the main player this season I think 
Um, so we definitely should take a lot of confidence from that. We have, a, a, I think, a, a favorable tie in Olympiacos, even though last year they knocked us out. But it's a, it's it's the perfect uh, revenge game for Arsenal and particularly Aubameyang. So, yeah, mm. definitely the players should take a lot of confidence from this. And, yeah, we go tomorrow and hopefully we can get a win. Fingers crossed that is the case. We're going to go into a little bit um, regarding kind of the team news and stuff before we show our lineups. But, Kian, I mean, I'm going to ask you, how were you feeling after that Benfica match? Were you, it's easy to say you're obviously buzzing to go through, but was it a case of a weight off our shoulders? Was it a case of we got a little bit lucky? Or were you very obviously pleased with the result? Obviously pleased with the result. I was actually in work for the game, so I live streamed and I was in the cafeteria <laughs> and I started screaming and I think some customers left because they got scared. Wow. Um, but the thing is as well, I just think with Benfica, we were ex- going into the game expecting to win, but with our current form, we were always expecting like Benfica to come straight at us. Um, but when Oba scored the first goal, we all expected, okay, let's kick on from here. Let's... He's going to keep scoring goals because he's now after getting the first one. The the monkey's off the back, as they say. Mm. Um, so then what I do from there is when the other two lads scored with Ceballos' mistakes, it was a bit here and there. What do we do? And I'm going to hold my hands up and say it, guys. Bellerin coming off was a very, very good decision. Um, he wasn't doing much in the game. Um, Saka did the whole right side on his own anyway. So putting him in there uh, and having Lacazette put up top really made the big difference in the game. And yes, William played a brilliant game. Doesn't mean that I think he should have been on the pitch at all. It, it didn't really justify what he did. Um, so for me, I definitely think uh, Arteta's changes were very good. And let's move on to Olympiacos and show Socrates what he's missing. Yeah, yeah, I think Socrates is obviously uh, might be able to give them a little bit of insight. Basically, going guys, they're not that good. It's <laughs> what he's going to yeah. say uh, from his time at Arsenal, um, and I'm sure they'll go into that game arguably, maybe with even more confidence than they did last year when they dumped us out of the competition. Anyway, though, looking ahead to Leicester, they're a team real that are in fine form in the league. Obviously, they were knocked out of the Europa League themselves by Slavia Prague, as predicted. I'll, I will say very uh, smugly um, that they were going to get knocked out by Slavia Prague, and they did. But they have they did rotate. They played a few players that they weren't necessarily going to play. Um, this weekend, but it's a huge game for them as they push for Champions League, which I expect them to qualify for with how good they've been. How much are you fearful of this Leicester side tomorrow? Um, I am a bit fearful, of course, and our record at their ground isn't great. I think the last time we won was 2015 when Sanchez scored a hat-trick. That was a Mm. 5-2 game. Um, That's a long time now. It's been five years, so they... I'm I'm not as fearful as I am against other teams. I don't know Leicester. I think we can still get at them. Um, like I said, Madison is not there. And I hope I saw a lot of people in the chat saying that, you know, players uh, miraculously recover when they're playing Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So that is a possibility that he might be on. But yeah, they have had a really good season. But um, from what I've seen in in the past from Brendan Rodgers' side, there's a point in the season when they start capitulating and I'm hoping that that Europa League game was the beginning because even last season um, they were almost nailed on to get a top four uh, uh, top four spot and then they messed it up so 
there are they do at a point in the season under Brendan Rodgers they do capitulate and they start um, losing games they shouldn't so i'm hoping that we can get something out of it but of course they are in the position they are because they've been so consistent so it mm. will be a tough game but we've beaten them already the, um, away on the Carabao Cup um, so we can get some confidence out of that and even the game we lost against them at the home leg i think we just got really unlucky and uh, a little bit of shambolic defending and of course Jamie Vardy has always got his uh, goal so yeah and and yeah. we should have had a goal I, I, I don't know if you guys remember the luck is head mm. one you know that should have been a goal it should have stood so don't I make too many excuses for Arsenal this season Rahil people will jump on you so uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we're 11th because of VAR, right? <laughs> so, um, no, but uh, I'm just joking. But no, we can get a lot of... Uh, we, 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 we shouldn't go into the game scared. I don't think they're... They're a good team, but they're not Man City level, you know? Mm. So we can definitely get something out of it uh, tomorrow. I'm I'm a little bit confident, I won't lie. Yeah. I'm loving the confidence. We say that. Uh, we were confident before all Man City, I remember. <laughs> like, oh, we might get something out of this game. <laughs> I, I predicted a loss. I predicted. I, I wasn't you that did. confident. Yeah, yeah, you did. So, but there, in the chat box, <laughs> in the chat box, there was so much positivity. And I just, oh, I can see how this is going to happen, how this is going to go. Anyway, um, Interestingly, of course, Leicester are without quite a few of their players. I'm just uh, logging onto the Leicester website and it says uh, that they'll be without James Madison, Iose Perez, Wesley Fofana, Dennis Pratt, Wes Morgan and James Justin, all unavailable. Um, and you have to say at least Madison, Pratt, um, arguably Perez, definitely Justin um, are, are first team options for them. Um, Madison, definitely. Kian, how big of a blow is that for them and how much do you think that will play into the game, especially Madison's absence? Hugely. Um, I think Madison's definitely uh, a huge part of Leicester's way going forward. And if they don't, if the goals don't come from Verdi, it does seem to come from Madison and especially with his free kicks as well. And mm. they're always a threat. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know who else could take a free kick for Leicester. Um, but when it comes Tillemans, to Madison, I imagine. Is it Tillemans as well? Uh, I think he, he might be, yeah. He's a, he's a very good player, but when it comes to free kicks, Madison's just different class. Um, mm. I think Justin is a big loss for them, but it wouldn't be huge. I think Ricardo coming back, he's he's yeah. another fantastic player. Um, I'm not sure about Castagna as well, if he's fit. Um, I think still, he is. Yeah, he had a bit of a mm. knock beforehand as well, but their loss on Thursday, um, that will play into their heads on what they'll do going forward and on Sunday as well. And the thing is with Leicester, um, it's always a tough one for me because I lived there for three years and what I noticed is if they have a bad game they have a few bad games um, and it's something to do as well like I don't know if it's the mentality of the club or what but I just feel like they need to start pushing on like if they do have a loss take it and move on because for the last few years if they lose they they go on a bad run and mm. I don't know they, I think they could drop out of top four if they if they're not careful. They are having an exceptional season, just looking at the Premier League table now. They're sitting in third place on 49 points. West Ham are also having a very good season, a fourth on 45 points, but could be overtaken by Chelsea should they win uh, their game in hands. Leicester are nine points uh, above Liverpool right now and are on the same amount of games played uh, as them. Um, of course, they still have that extra game in midweek, which they'll play as well. Um, and they're joint with Man Manchester United who are in second currently. So, 
is a really, really good season for them. But as you have both pointed out, they do have a little bit of a, a weird mental block towards the end of seasons where they do kind of drop a few points and, and can struggle to overcome that. And maybe the Europa League knockout was a sign of that. Um, I still do believe Slavia Prague to be a very decent side to have knocked them out. And we've seen some very decent players like Kufau and Suchek who are doing so well at West Ham this season come from there. So... When you think about now, I, I suppose, Rahil, about Arsenal, we're going to have a week off after this game, which is important because we haven't had that luxury in quite a while. Sam, uh, Sam Trester in the chat says, Tom, we have a week's break following this game without going into specifics about lineups because we'll come on to that in a second. But are you expecting rotation heavily from this match? Uh, I wouldn't say heavily, but definitely a little bit of rotation. I think... Um, I think the players did give it all on that pitch against Benfica, and most of them started against City as well. So I'm, I am expecting a little bit of rotation. Uh, players like Pepe Martinelli didn't even come on. So, yeah, so definitely there will be a little bit of rotation, which there should be. I don't think... Uh, I mean, we, we played on Thursday in Greece, and then they'll probably be flying out. They flew out yesterday or today, so there's hardly any recovery time for, yeah. the, for the next game. So... Rotation will be key. It's, it'll be interesting which players come on. <coughs> William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, yes, well, he is one. He did get an assist, to be fair to the guy, against Benfica. Yeah. Um, regarding recovery time, as far as I'm aware, they actually stayed in Greece for Friday um, and completed training in Greece, which I think is actually quite a... It's quite a good thing, in a way, because with the whole new rule situation about self-isolation coming back from Europe... They would have been able to be a little bit freer. They wouldn't have had that extra pressure to make sure they're staying at home, and they would have been able to be out and about a little bit. Um, I mean, you, if you've seen any of their Instagram stories recently, they yeah. were able to kind of be a little bit freer, I suppose. Um, so that might have been mentally a good plan and a good kind of move from Arteta to then come back today or yesterday evening it probably was and then usually the day before the game there's only a smaller session before they obviously travel and then uh, get ready for for kickoff um I suppose the best way now is to, is to go into having a look at our lineups Kian starting with yours um the biggest one for yourself is obviously no Bellerin in the lineup which is Brett. Brett. <laughs> Brett. talk uh, me yeah. through your selection mate uh, well, Leno, let's be honest, no keeper should have a rest, really. Um, and the thing is, as well, he does deserve to stay in the squad. He's playing very well, and he's a fantastic chance mm. stopper. So let's go. Um, I took David Luiz out because I don't know what it was on Thursday. I just felt like the, there was no uh, connection, really, between Gabriel and David Luiz. And I did like the way Holding was playing with Gabriel when they were before Gabriel went off over COVID. Um, so I kind of want to see them back in together. Uh, Tierney is back, and what what else can you say about Tierney? Uh, that's let's mm. just leave him there. Uh, Cedric, <laughs> right? This is a big one. Um, I, Bellerin just doesn't deserve it at the moment, um, and I am the first to say it. Uh, Cedric really does push forward. He's in seriously good form. Uh, I'm shocked that he didn't play in Benfica's game either, um, but that does not mean. I do think Arteta will still play Bellerin. Um, mm. The Parte-Jaka combination, uh, Sabayas, again, just does not deserve to play after Benfica. But again, if it's against Leicester, well, it is against Leicester, but if in the next few games, if we get a small enough team that we should beat, I would play Sabayas and try to get his form back. And then we get to the forward line. I, I feel like 
two players specifically need rest. Um, they've played a lot of games and they do look tired, and that is Smith Rowe and Saka. Um, so I've done Odegaard, Pepe, Martinelli, and Oba. Um, and I feel like Martinelli is one player that I don't know what what's going on behind closed doors or what's happening, but I think Martinelli should start getting into the squad and getting some minutes. Um, he was our best player um, last year. Oh, sorry, best young player last year mm. um, um, before Saka came onto the scene. And I just think he deserves more minutes and to prove himself again because he's he wants to work for the wants to work for the jersey. Um, and his mentality is definitely there. I think he's one of the big prospects that we really need to push forward. I I like a lot of what you've um, said and picked uh, with your team. I think I may have made a couple of changes um, from from mine. Before we get to that, though, let's have a look at Raheel's uh, team. Talk me through your choices because you haven't given Smith Rowe a rest and you've gone with Lacquer and Albert as well, interestingly, and also Marie with Louise in the back line. Yeah, so let me again start from the back. Um, Cedric over Bellerin uh, all day for me. He, <laughs> he hasn't really been performing well. Um, and, and I feel a bit bad for Cedric because he came in and did a decent job at left back. So since TNE has, has been back, then um, yeah, he hasn't got any opportunity. And the fact that Bellerin played on, on Thursday, I think uh, Cedric should come in. I have gone for Luis and Marie. Um, the reason I haven't gone for Gabriel is I think on Thursday he had his worst game for me in uh, for Arsenal. I think he was he looked quite shaky at the back. And if there was a better better team than um, uh, better than Benfica, then I think we would have been punished. So and uh, yeah, and Gabriel hasn't looked the same since he came back uh, from his COVID. Um, yeah, so. Mm. I would give him a break, and um, Luis uh, and Holding had a concussion, so I'm not sure how ready he is for the game. So I'm yeah. gonna, I, I would go with Luis and Marie Tierney. Uh, of course, no no words for him. He's he's our leader on the pitch. Um, Partez, Jaka, pretty straightforward. I would not bring Elneny in for this game uh, for obvious reasons, and I think uh, uh, Emil Smith Rowe. I think I don't like him. I don't know why Arteta puts him on the left, but he was doing so well at the number 10 position and I would leave him there. I would give him a little more game. I think he should rotate with Odegaard. We have so many wingers and yet mm. for some reason Arteta wants to shoehorn Emil Smith-Rowe and Odegaard in the same team. I personally don't like that. It kind of kills our creativity um, on the flanks because... If Aubameyang playing or Pepe is playing on the left or even um, Saka, we look much more dangerous rather than Emil Smith-Rowe. So that's why. And the fact that Odegaard has played, I think, four games in a row now. So I think he needs a little bit of a break. Um, mm. Yeah. And it, this was really, really difficult. But to leave Saka out, I think he that kid needs a break. He's been carrying us this season at 19 years of age. And I know he's really, really essential to our team. But he's only 19 and he's played almost every minute of every game this season. So he needs a timeout, I think. Even, maybe bring him on in the second half if things aren't going too well. Or even if they are going too well, just to give him some minutes. But yeah, I'll bring back Pepe. I do pre prefer Pepe on the left side. But then who should who do we play on the right? I don't think Aubameyang works really well on the right side or Martinelli. So that's why I've taken Pepe on the right and Aubameyang on the left. We have to keep 
our captain in. He scored two goals and um, he looked really fresh and, you know, he scored a hat-trick against Leeds. He had a couple of okay game, bad games. So we need to keep him in because without a bombing, we, we lose our goal threat. I mean, who's going to score the goals? We don't have a lot of other players scoring goals. And that's why I've brought in Lacazette because before he was, uh, Arteta uh, chose to bench him. He was mm. scoring goals and he was he was a goal threat. So, yeah, I think this lineup was a little bit of rotation, a little bit of, of yeah, getting giving players a rest and getting other players a chance. I haven't put Martinelli on. The only reason I haven't put him on is because he hasn't played a lot of games. I would like to give him more minutes and maybe he can come on the second half. And then if he, if he plays well and, you know, give him minutes and bring him off the bench and then start him. Uh, mm. Just to throw him in, he's hardly played in the last few weeks. So it's going to be quite difficult for him to come on and, you know, hit the ground running. I have a question for you. Um, you've put Pepe on the right, um, yeah. which obviously he's struggled with a lot and he did quite well on the left. So I'm I'm curious as to kind of the explanation behind Pepe a bit more playing there. Uh, like I said, I don't... I don't know who else to put on the right. That's mm. basically it. Because who who plays on the right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he starts on. Neither would I, to be honest. I, I won't because uh, Arteta spoke quite highly of him in the press conference, and we know how much he loves uh, William. So that's the only reason I've put Pepe on the right. Uh, otherwise, mm. if if Saka was fit, I would probably play. Definitely play him. I mean, he is fit, but if he, you know, if it wasn't uh, a fear of burnout, I would definitely play Saka there. But just the fact that I don't see any other player, and I don't know if you remember, towards the end of last season, that front three won us the FA Cup. We played Aubameyang on the left, Lacazette in the center, and Pepe. And mm. they, they were working, so they can work. It's just that we need to get them back firing again. On, and Pepe yeah, needs to step up on that right-hand side. Uh, but I do agree with you. He is better on the left. It's just that we don't have many options on the right. Fair enough. Uh, I uh, haven't actually looked at my lineup since this morning, so this could be funny. Um, so I have gone for, apparently. Um, <laughs> Leno at the back. Cedric, Louise, Gabriel kept that partnership together. Um, I do agree with what Kian was saying earlier about those two, but... I think they're our best partnership and I kind of want to build up a kind of a rapport, I suppose, between the two more consistently. Tierney's undroppable, simple as that. I think the partnership of Partey and Xhaka right now is is fine um, to keep going with. Sabayos, Nelneni, don't tempt me, especially after Sabayos' display on Thursday. Um, I'm giving Emil a, a Smith a bit of a rest. Again, I just feel a little bit like I'm sensing burnout in his displays recently. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I like him a lot. It's not a case of taking him out for dropping him. It's purely because I just don't. I don't feel like he's got the same kind of, not necessarily application, but the same engine, the same um, kind of longevity as, as Saka does to play in the lineup without seeing too much as much burnout. Um, hence why I've dropped dropped him necessarily for this game, but just brought Erdogan in, who's, who's been playing quite well. Um, I have found a place of Martinelli in the team to start. I think this is a good game for him to play in and actually suits kind of Martinelli playing against some of the bigger teams because we're not in possession as much. You can press that back line, give us the energy to press the opposition's uh, defence and try and win the ball back. And then when he gets it, he can drive forwards. Um, I've given Aubameyang a bit of a rest as well, actually. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Aubameyang start. Lacazette, 
I was very, it was basically 50-50 between the two of them. Lacazette's barely played at all. Um and was he wasn't dropped, I don't think, for poor form. He he had a he had a relatively absent game against Aston Villa and then didn't start and hasn't started, I don't believe, since that game. Um, but has looked sprightly when he's come on off the bench. And Abamyang has played a lot of football and and you could argue maybe it is an opportunity to give him maybe a rest. But if Abamyang starts there, I'm not going to complain whatsoever. Pepe on the left is where I think he's best kind of thing. I, I get what you were saying, Raheel, about kind of working out where to play and who to play on that right wing. And you picked, of course, Lacquer and Aubameyang together, which works in that combination of striker and left wing. So I, I understand that. I just think that, I, I don't know what it is. I just think that Pepe on the left is, is maybe somewhere that he has succeeded. And right on the right, especially against City, he was very, very quiet and, and very kind of back to the old Pepe that we weren't as in tune with. So that's what I've gone for. Let's have a look at what you guys are saying in the chat box. Let me scroll up and see some of your uh, choices because I know there were some people that were throwing them in, if I can find them. Um, I know that Wilson did one. There it is. Uh, my lineup would be Leno, Cedric, Marie, Holding, Tierney, Partey, Elneny, Martinelli, Erdegaard, Pepe and Lacazette. That is a lot of attacking players um, with then Elneny and Partey as kind of the pivot, interestingly. Daniel Robert, uh, who is not the biggest Bellerin fan, says Cedric uh, in front of Leno, obviously, with Chambers and Gabriel as a back two, which is very interesting seeing Chambers come back in. He, of course, he did come on as a sub against Benfica. Tierney, Shaka, he does play Ceballos. I don't know if that's to protect Partey's kind of fitness right now rather than purely playing over the top of him. Um, Pepe, Emil Smith, Roy Martinelli and Lacazette as the pick there. So very interesting choices. Um, DJ is not a fan of Xhaka, who says hashtag Xhaka on TV. Oh, um, Noah Wheeler says, got to play Abamyang as much as I think Laka plays better with Martinelli. Um, <laughs> Yonit Max says that Lacazette's only in my 11 because of the boots that he was wearing. I mean, he is a legend. He got trust the process boots. <laughs> I, I don't know how much more I can love the guy after that, to be fair to him. Um, Martinelli can't play on the right, or can he, says Dominic. Uh, yes, I believe he can. I think he's yeah. versatile enough that he could play in any of those positions. And it, it's... It's going to be a really weird game because both teams are going to have players that aren't necessarily out-and-out starters playing in every fixture. But, Kian, are you are you confident going into this one? Um, well, to be honest, before the pod, I did not know about Madison, so I am a little bit more confident mm. now. Um, but then again, Leicester are very a very good side. I. I it's it's a tough one to call. It depends on what Arsenal team comes out, because as mm. we all know, we could have um, a team out there now that just doesn't care, that just doesn't want to make any creativity or does some stupid mistakes. We're all, we're our own worst enemy. Um, so it's a tough one. It really is. And being away as well, that's the only thing that's kind of helping me because we do play better away. Um, so I'd say. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to us. Okay, 2-1. Uh, Omar thinks uh, we are going to go down to a 2-1 defeat uh, in this one. Do start getting your prediction into the chat box, people. Uh, Rahil, how are you feeling about this one? And then finish it off with a prediction. Uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, I am I am confident. You can't be completely confident with Arsenal, of course, because mm. uh, like Kian said, you, you don't know what Arsenal will turn up. But I think after that Benfica win, we'll have a little bit of a spring in our step, I hope. 
And uh, yeah, I think we should be able to get a, a result there. So I'm going to go with also a 2-1 win to Arsenal. Um, I wasn't that confident before, but I don't know why. Some Something just tells me we might, we might just sneak it through. And uh, yeah, like hopefully Madison is not in the game because I think that changes a lot if, if he's playing tomorrow. So yeah. he's not there. And yeah, so 2-1 to Arsenal and of course one for them because Vardy will score as he always does. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Wilson says 2-2. Uh, um, Yonick says a 3-1 loss. Very Yonick. Uh, Matt G says 2-1 to the Arsenal. Pablo says 2-1 Arsenal. Omar says 2-1 Leicester. Uh, Austin says uh, 2-1 to the Arsenal. Alex says 1-0 Leicester. DJ reckons that Lacazette is going to score. Wilson uh, has already said 2-2, as we said already. Noah, 3-0 Arsenal. Uh, we're going to be on top on this one. Absolute blind confidence. Fair play to you, mate. Uh, Ansgar says 3-0 Lacazette, Pepe and Louise to get the goals. Agalos, who is our resident Olympiacos fan in the chat, says 2-1 Leicester, unsurprisingly. Dominic Harry says 2-2. Daniel Robert says 6-5 to Arsenal with Vardy getting five goals because he's made my FPL captain this week. Uh, Sahil says 2-1 uh, and 2-1 Vardy, as in I think Vardy's going to get both of those goals. And as Noah points out, he does love a goal against Arsenal. That does round off our preview show for tomorrow's game against Leicester. It is a 12 o'clock kickoff, which means I won't be around with you for the watch long, unfortunately, because it's an early kickoff. But I will be here at 2 o'clock, uh, dead on the dot, to talk about the game straight afterwards for the Raw Reaction show. Um, thank you to my two fantastic guests. Kian, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, just want to say, actually, a uh, big shout out to the lads back in Leicester who are watching this pod. Um, got on just to watch the Leicester game. So thanks for watching, lads. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me back on, Tom. Good to. No problem at all, mate. No problem at all. I mean, I'm not going to wish you mates luck um, for obvious oh, reasons. Not. <laughs> not. <laughs> no problem at all, fella. And Rahil, always a pleasure from the football. Uh, is the football talk. Have you changed the name? Yeah, I changed the name. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it sounded like. Yeah, the old channel name sounded like a football team, so I have to do a little bit of that. Yeah. Trying to start a new project. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, Tom. Thanks for having me, and let's hope we get a win tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, 100%. If you want to check out the guys on Twitter, you can find Kian at Riordan. Kian, I always pronounce that wrong. I mean, how close was I? Is that all right? You got very close. Reardon. 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 That's the one. Kieran Reardon, yes, yes, there we go. Um, my, my Irish accent is dreadful, it's really bad. As with any accent, I try, to be fair. <laughs> I tried to do Australian the other day and it came out very American. Um, and, of course, Rahel, you can find at Rahel Durrani, um, who obviously is a fantastic uh, follow on Twitter as well. You should go give him one. So if you have enjoyed the show, of course, please drop a like. We are doing now. All of our shows are also on audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, we really appreciate if you go over into iTunes and give us a review as well. It does help other people find the show. Um, so that'd be much appreciated. But if you want to continue watching us in the flesh, even with our faces for radio, you, other than Kian, because he's now an actor, obviously. Um, but uh, you can find us, of course, uh, all over the, the YouTube sphere and on twitter at the good talk tv and at tom canter media we'll see you again very very soon straight after the game 2 p.m tomorrow best of luck to the gunners obviously and fingers crossed we can come out with something but as always up the arsenal and cheerio it's the 90 plus minute 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.